uh, as I've been practicing this formula, I'm also able to remain aware that whatever that happens to us, seemingly good or bad, uh, every blessing that we receive or every difficulty that we encounter is Swami's prasadam to us. Mm-hmm. And when we accept all circumstances as His prasadam, we have faith knowing that whatever He gives us is truly best for us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whatever happens to us is only in accordance to His will. And so nothing can really happen to us that is not in accordance to His sankalpa. If you truly have faith that, you know, not even a blade of grass can move without His will, then you will never ever question question the outcome, you'll never ever question the uh, circumstances that you are confronted with because you know that Swami has given this to you as prasadam and so mm-hmm. whenever anything comes by your way, your only attitude will be the attitude of gratitude you know mm-hmm. this could be a very challenging um, uh, outcome to deal with it could be a challenging circumstance to grapple with but you know that this is swami's prasadam so what how do you how do you receive prasadam from swami you will only say thank you swami right mm-hmm. so as we lead our lives in this pn cycle the cycle of prasadam and naivedam i feel that swami then installs his pn in our hearts mm-hmm. prashanti nilayam mm-hmm. um, then brings us to the ultimate realization that he and we are one and so if we are able to practice this PN formula which I think is a very uh, concrete way of of putting Mm -hmm. surrender into action then it will be a very realistic way of living life because whatever actions you do you have to do your best because you're offering this to Swami as Naivedim Mm -hmm. and so you don't offer anything that is Sapa and then whatever happens to it you just have to let go from uh, the the, the the results of it right because there's really nothing you can do uh, after you've done your best you just have to wait and and watch what happens next mm-hmm. um you and whether you accept those circumstances begrudgingly resentfully remorsefully uh with disappointment and frustration uh or you accept it with a smile on your face is really how you want to deal with life and how you want to lead your life i would recommend doing the latter because that gives you so much joy to just um, navigate through the inevitable tragedies of existence you know you're not always gonna have um, success come by your way you're bound to be confronted by failure and disappointment but when you surrender you you kind of uh, deal with it better because you know uh, you tell yourself you console yourself like this too is Swami's will I'll accept this I know that he's given me what he deems best for me Fantastic. So then maybe the real question is how we are measuring the success rate of surrendering. Um, Maybe we have to examine it holistically and take a 360 view and not confine it to just the tangible outcomes like um, professional accomplishments or grades, but our state of mind, um, how much happiness or strength and freedom we are feeling, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because even if you don't surrender, you know, uh, there will be a lot of things that happen to you in your life that are outside your locus of control, like yeah. losing a job, like studying hard for an exam but getting poor grades or um, losing a loved one. These things are really nothing that you can do about because these are things that happen to you. How yeah. you deal with them uh, a realistic way is just to learn the lesson and move on peacefully. So it is such a pragmatic way to live life, honestly, if you ask me. But even though surrender seems like the most obvious, simple, peaceful way to live life, why do you think society places tremendous emphasis on being in control and having certainty? I think because as humans, we tend to fear the uncertain. Mm. We rather know that 
we are going to fail then not know what is going to happen mm-hmm. so uh, we love certainty and so just the fact that now we have to place control in this uh, power that is beyond our comprehension mm-hmm. uh, that 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 notion can seem quite intimidating to us you know i think it is the fear of the unknown i love how you brought up the point about fear being the element that's holding us back from being able to surrender completely so let's unpack this concept of fear a little bit more to see how we can overcome it one way is to use facts and empirical data to assess if it's even worth being fearful which brings me to the next question how much of life is truly certain what is are some aspects of life that we can and can't control so i think life is inherently uncertain we don't even know if we're going to wake up the next day i've mm. had so many friends uh, relatives even my immediate family members a family member who has passed away so mm. suddenly and that has uh, compelled me to think about how uncertain life really is mm. so Uh, you know when we talk about aspects of life that is even more uncertain given that the fact that whether or not we'll be breathing the next moment or not is you know is not guaranteed mm. um what are aspects of life that we have control over how i understand this is um imagine there is a dog that is tied on a leash to mm. the bark of a tree right. okay the dog is able to move around that tree within a fixed circum friends uh, right. and and that circumference is the length of the the radius of that circumference is the length of the leash so mm. beyond that ambit the dog cannot move any further mm. when you imagine that dog as a little spot on uh, google earth and mm. you zoom out of google earth and then you see the whole um, milky way you see the whole solar system you see the whole milky way you see the bajillion galaxies mm-hmm. universes that, that we that that all of creation uh, is full of uh, you realize that that space that the dog has to navigate mm-hmm. is so infinitesimal that it is almost negligible right. you know the free will that that dog has uh, in the grand scheme of things really doesn't matter given how vast the universe is how much space the do- dog has to navigate is really inconsiderable um right. i think you know right. that the level of control that we have as human beings we do have a limited amount of free will we do have some control over certain mm-hmm. aspects of our life certain decisions certain choices that we make but mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things when you just understand the vastness of the universe you realize that that control that free will is so limited that it is negligible that's such a brilliant analogy pia and so your perspective is that our level of autonomy depends on our ref- point of reference so the further we go from that point of reference the less control we seem to have is that right yes absolutely supia if we adopt your perspective and start from the premise that there is really not much we can control maybe this fear that we have is really quite pointless because uncertainty is just the nature of life and we just need to learn to accept it rather than fight it so would you say it is also our obsession over the future and our inability to be you know completely present that makes surrender seem so difficult absolutely mira i think if we look at 
the vagaries of our mind we will observe that the mind tends to usually go in one of two directions mm. it is either in the past questioning the things that have already happened and wondering if those things could have transpired differently right you know might be beating up yourself mm. or the mind tends to worry about the future it's in the di- it projects itself to um the future and thinks about what are things that might happen uh, i hope things go in this certain um direction i hope things work out according to my plan mm-hmm. um you know i have so much anxiety what if this doesn't happen what if that doesn't happen mm-hmm. uh, so the mind is very rarely present in the now mm-hmm. you know uh, there is this excellent story that one of the party boys had shared with us uh, it was his birthday so swami had called him and asked him what do you want and he mm. said swami i want a mantra and uh, swami said i have already given a mantra to all of humanity love all serve all mm. help ever hurt never mm. practice that so he said no swami uh, i want a mantra that is personal for me and then swami tells him there is no such thing as a personal mantra <laughs> imagine if uh, arjuna had said that whatever krishna has told me on the battlefield of uh, kurukshetra nita bhagavad gita that is knowledge that is uh, only personal to me i'm not <laughs> going to share it with the rest of the world then how would the world uh, grow you know how will we progress spiritually so there's no such thing as personal mantra mm. but this boy was so persistent he said no swami please i'm from a brahmin family my dad was my dad uh, you know insisted that i get a mantra from you and so then swami so lovingly leaned into his ear and whispered to him the mantra is lavu navu 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 <laughs> means love navu means smile now means now oh. love as in practice unconditional love be that source of unconditional love and spread that unconditional love smile you know when you are in any type of situation if you can train yourself to always welcome that situation with a smile you by default raise the vibration that you are uh, that you are operating at mm. you know because you are, you then uh, train yourself to accept all situations as swami's prasadam mm. you train yourself to know that all of this is happening to me only because of uh, swami's will and all of this is swami indeed mm. um finally now remain in the present remain in the now don't let the mind wander in the past or uh, you know worry about the future just trust that this is happening because swami has wanted this to happen in this particular way mm. and just be grateful for that moment that you are alive and swami has given you this awareness uh, i think if we're just able to practice this lavu navu navu mm. uh, you know there is no goal to reach because we are already at the goal you know we yeah. are in the goal in divinity Navu, navu, navu—a very easy way to surrender and practice being in the present. Beautiful, and you know it reminds me about uh, of something Sanjay Mahalingam, who's also Swami's student, says. He said he can summarize his spiritual practice uh, to one just one habit, that is to deepen his experience and awareness of the present moment. So with every day, he just tries to. go deeper in and deeper into what now actually means and he sees more and more things and hears more and more things his senses are just 
exposed to more and more things so it's a never ending uh, deepening process of the now um but then i have this other question right because you've said we have limited control does that mean and this is my monkey mind again just playing up we can become complacent make as many mistakes as we like and use the fact that we have limited control as an excuse for inaction i think inaction is adharmic if we mm. read the bhagavad gita and if we read gita vahini swami really emphasizes on how in so far as we are human it is our dharma to engage in karma if we don't if we succumb to complacency if we succumb to inaction then we are becoming victims of the the tamas guna we become tamasic you mm. know so uh, that is not our our dharma uh, if we are really surrendering we have to surrender the action and the outcome of that action to swami mm-hmm. when uh, arjuna was at the battlefield and uh, you know he was crying and wallowing in sorrow saying how how should i kill my own relatives i'd rather not do anything uh, krishna tells him no it is your dharma to fight you have to engage in action but just offer those actions to god itself and god will take care of the karma of those actions so mm-hmm. we definitely and not succumb to complacency because that is adharmic if we tell ourselves that oh we don't have to do anything because we are surrendering everything to swami then we are really missing the point of surrender um sure we may not have a uh, free will because everything is already preordained but given that it is our karma it is our dharma to do karma we still have to do that karma we right. cannot right right i suppose then that's where planning and setting goals helps prevent us from straying onto the path of inaction right so is your perspective then that we act until it's time to surrender and then we surrender until it's time to act i think acting also is surrendering while acting so right. i won't say it is a dichotomy i think it is just surrender all the way because surrender includes acting and Uh, waiting for the responses or waiting for the right. results of that action so right. that there should be no moment where you are not surrendering right from the time right. when you wake up till you fall asleep even you know the great yogi say that the last thought that you should have before you sleep is uh, a thought of sharing love with the with all of universe so that when you are asleep you are still in that uh, vibration where you are you are giving to creation you are giving love to creation when wow. you wake up you offer your day to to mm-hmm. uh, Swami, uh, yeah. and so there's really not even a single breath that you should take as a sadhaka uh, that is not surrender that that is not uh, practicing uh, surrender. Amazing! This has been really thought provoking. I've re-understood the concept of surrender. It's not just about surrendering the outcome; it's about surrendering the effort in itself. And I think maybe why I struggled with surrendering so much is because. uh i think i'm surrendering but it's only at a conceptual level you know but when it comes to actually performance time uh i'm still resisting and i'm still holding on to my wills and my intention and what should i write on this piece of paper or what should i say even when i'm already holding the mic and beginning to speak so but when when actually what i should be doing is draupadi in the mahabharata both hands completely up in the air right no longer even holding the sari with one hand <laughs> i think you were going to be doing that in the sai circle a few aunties will come after you like <laughs> i didn't mean literally 
I didn't mean literally, but you get what I'm trying to say, right? A part of us is trying, still trying to impose our opinions of what's a good outcome, thinking, you know, our plans and efforts are superior to his. Absolutely. You know, I have a very interesting story to share personally of uh, my experience with surrender. So when I was in my undergraduate uh, years, I had written my dissertation on uh, Swami and right from the moment of deciding that this is going to be the topic of my dissertation, I had already told Swami, I want to write this for you, you write it through me. And um, I spoke to my supervisor, got approval for the proposal, went to Puttaparthi, did my fieldwork over there Um, and there were so many miracles along the way that that came you know just reaffirming Swami's presence uh, even when I came back uh, to Malaysia after uh, uh, finishing my my fieldwork in Parthi while I was writing the dissertation every day when I was in the library like I would tell Swami Swami right through me right through me and uh, so much so that in the library itself I could feel that strong fragrance of uh, vibhuti of sandalwood I could feel Swami's presence while writing like I would be like crying so much because I could just feel like you know he is over here and he's really taking over um, I can never forget how uh, you know through that writing process there was almost this cognitive dissonance of uh, me observing how the <laughs> words were coming out and how thoughts were, were forming in my mind and mm-hmm. materializing on the screen and just being in awe of what is being written um, and I, I can't forget like just how uh, emotionally um, invested I was like I was just crying all the time because it was so blissful writing that uh, when I submitted my dissertation uh, you know the examiners had said that they have never given this high of a grade to anyone in their life yeah. uh, it's, it goes above and beyond the level of an undergraduate uh, thesis they said this is so groundbreaking and novel research that uh, it has gone above and beyond the, the theorists who have um, you know used this theory in their work um, and they said you know you're definitely ready for PhD um, and then that dissertation went on to win the best dissertation prize after which I got the vice chancellor's award um, I got this thing called the Nottingham Advantage Award graduated with first class honours and so much success followed and honestly I cannot take any credit for it because I knew like Swami has really taken over this and uh, the results just go to show like this is only him like I know what Pia is capable of and Pia is definitely not capable of going above and beyond what the theorist's work originally was Um, so I think when we really really surrender right from the beginning from the process of offering that to Swami, uh, he will really take care of it. That was such a powerful story and I guess it was so original because it came directly from the source, right? um, That's why it was so authentic and brilliant. This leads me to the next question. How do we find security and peace if there's so much we can't control, especially now given the pandemic? The peace, I think, comes with the faith of knowing that Mm. Swami knows what is best for you and even right now it may be extremely challenging this is part and parcel of your soul's journey this is part and parcel of your spiritual growth you have no choice but to accept it Um, and so you know you can either wallow in sorrow and and say like uh, and and take up the victim mentality and and, you know say that uh, why is everything happening to me Mm. why am I suffering or you can be resilient and say, this is Swami's will, it's happening for my best. Right. Um, and understand it when the time is right. And even if I don't get the closure of understanding why certain things had to go a certain way, I trust and have faith that Swami will only give me what is 
the best for me you know nira i think if we're able to practice uh, swami's prayer of surrender uh, we will be able to find a lot of peace this just just reaffirming this prayer has um, managed to help me significantly to reconcile with a lot of difficult situations so if right. i can just interact with our listeners oh, please go ahead swami says why get agitated let me take care of all of your business I shall be the one who will think about them. I'm waiting for nothing else than your surrender to me, and then you do not have to worry any more about anything. Say farewell to all fears and discouragement. You demonstrate that you do not trust me. On the contrary, you must blindly rely on me. Remember that thinking of the consequences of a thing is contrary to surrender. That is to say, when you worry that a situation has had not the desired outcome, you demonstrate that you do not believe in my love for you. You prove that you do not consider your life to be under my control, and that nothing escapes me. Never think, how is this to end? What is going to happen? If you give in to this temptation, you demonstrate that you do not trust me. Do you want me to deal with it? Yes or no? Then you must stop being anxious about it. I shall guide you only if you completely surrender to me and when I must lead you on a different path than the one you expect I carry you in my arms you will receive a lot but only when your prayer relies fully upon me you pray to me when in pain so that I intervene but in the way you desire it you do not rely on me but you want me to readjust you want me to adjust to your requests don't behave like sick ones who ask for a treatment from a doctor all the time suggesting it to him do not do that sometimes you feel that disasters increase instead of diminish do not get agitated close your eyes and tell me with faith thy will be done you think of it and when you speak thus i accomplish a miracle when necessary i think of it only when you trust me totally I always think of you but I can help you completely only when you rely fully on me. And so that is the prayer of surrender. I think if we're able to just read this prayer or say this prayer every day we'll find so much of strength within ourselves um and and yeah we we have nothing to worry about because he loves us so much he's holding our hand he's guiding us from within from without um and so we just have to trust that he'll take care of everything and he will take care of everything thank you so much pia for reminding us how liberating and pragmatic surrendering is when we practice it the right way dear listeners it's now time for some prasadam pills for you to pop whenever you find it difficult to surrender One, use the PN formula. Every thought, word, and deed is offered to Sai as naivedium, and every outcome, good or bad, we accept with gratitude as prasadam from Swami. Two, the success rate of this process of surrendering shouldn't be measured by just the tangible results of our actions, but by the strength, resilience, and peace that it creates within us. Three. True surrender is to call him from the very beginning of every task and avoid resisting his intervention with our own intentions. Imagine ourselves as just Swami's little puppets, flexible, adaptive, responsive, dancing to his tune. 4. Hindsight is a beautiful perspective. Things may not make sense now, but as time passes, we often look back and see that Swami's timing was impeccable and his plans were far grander than we could have imagined for ourselves. 
even if we don't receive this closure, we must have unwavering faith that his delays are not his denials. 5. As children, we had no doubts that we would turn, crawl, walk, and things would just fall into place. Love is what we were born with, and fear is what we've learned here in this world. And this spiritual journey is about unlearning that fear, that the world will constantly pull us into, but we can always choose faith. And surrendering is a skill that we can perfect with practice. So let's use the prayer of surrender every day until surrendering becomes our second nature again. Next on Insights Group, we unpack this word purpose that we hear so often. What does it really mean and how can we find it and live our purpose? Until next Friday, happy scooping!